Uh, hello, friends. I, I wanted to share with you today uh, some thoughts. Uh, the convergence of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and of the Senate's inability and unwillingness to protect voting rights uh, causes me to remember my childhood friend and protector. I know him as Mickey. Now, I was always very short for my age, which made me an easy target for bullies. To protect myself, I got into the habit of befriending older boys who would watch my back. One summer, I found Mickey, a kind and gentle teenager with a ready smile, who made sure I stayed safe. Years went by, and I lost track of Mickey. It wasn't until the fall of my freshman year in college that I heard what had happened to him. Several months before, Mickey had gone to Mississippi to register black voters during what was known as Freedom Summer. On August 4th, Mickey, his full name was Michael Schwerner, was found dead, along with two other civil rights workers, James Cheney and Andrew Goodman. The three of them had been brutally tortured and murdered. Eventually, I learned what had happened. On June 21st, the three were stopped near Philadelphia, Mississippi, by Neshoba County Deputy Sheriff Cecil Ray Price for allegedly speeding. That night, after they paid their speeding ticket and left the jail, Price followed them, stopped them again, ordered them into his car, and took them down a deserted road where he turned them over to a group of his fellow Ku Klux Klan members who beat and killed them and buried their bodies in an earthen dam then under construction. Price and County Sheriff Lawrence Rainey, also a Klan member, were arraigned, along with 16 others, for the federal crimes of conspiracy and violating the civil rights of the murdered young men. The state of Mississippi refused to bring murder charges against any of them. An all-white jury convicted Price and sentenced him to six years in prison. He served four and found Rainey not guilty. Freedom Summer had brought together college students from northern schools to work together with black people from Mississippi to educate and register black voters. Although about 40% of Mississippi's population was black, most of them had been frozen out of the polls through poll taxes, subjective literacy tests, and violence. It had been that way since 1877. The system was enforced by white supremacists who could commit crimes with impunity because the entire region had become a one-party state. Mickey Schwerner, Cheney, and Goodman had sought to reestablish the principle of equality before the law. After their murders, Freedom Summer continued with activists emboldened rather than fear-struck 
by the acts of racial terror orchestrated by Mississippi officials. Almost 1,000 white volunteers bolstered the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee's efforts to organize freedom schools, literacy and civics classes, voter registration, and integrated libraries. Then in 1965, with the intrepid leadership of Martin Luther King Jr. and others in the civil rights movement, Congress passed the Voting Rights Act, protecting the right of black people to vote. After that, the stranglehold of white supremacists on the one-party South loosened. But the regressive forces of racism and violence did not disappear. On August 3rd, 1980, Ronald Reagan launched his presidential campaign with a rally at the Neshoba County Fair, only a few miles from Philadelphia, Mississippi, where he defended states' rights and the unwinding of the civil rights advances of the post-World War II years. On June 25th, 2013, the Supreme Court, in the case of Shelby County versus Holder, gutted the Voting Rights Act by holding that its formula for deciding which jurisdictions had to get pre-clearance from the Justice Department before changing their voting laws was outdated. Now we seem to be headed back to the society that Michael Schwerner, Cheney, and Goodman fought against with their lives. In response to record voter turnout in the 2020 election, 19 states so far have passed over 30 new laws, making it harder to vote. At the same time, Republican-dominated legislatures are gathering into their own hands the power to override voters. And the United States Senate, although nominally under Democratic control, is at this point unwilling to enact legislation to override these restrictions or to restore the Voting Rights Act. 